0: Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We are a five piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the travels world, eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Robert. I'm Warren. I am Henry. And I'm Andrew. And this is episode 72, end of season two. Woo-hoo! Last podcast wow. of the year. Holy shit. 2020. Not so just any year. Last
1: podcast yeah. of 2020
2: dang well if you're listening to this so you survived far. 2020 so congratulations this was a shit year and we did it guys <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> hold on don't, Somehow, don't speak too yeah. soon there's yeah. still a couple days knocking left knocking on yeah. that wood here knocking on wood for all you people out there though and me yeah
2: um, it seems like vaccines are getting rolled out my dad works in uh, a hospital still and he got his first shot. And I think they said he needs to get his second shot in three months. So I think, is it weeks? Weeks. Yeah, um, weeks. Okay. Yeah, I think like it's so, two, okay. yeah, vaccine. It's two stages. And we'll see that first wave of people here in January, see what happens. So that will be cool to see, you know, how the vaccines are working and maybe we can, you know, go back to seeing music in bars again. That would be nice. Yes. No way. So yeah. Really nice. Yes. I also had a
1: friend who works in healthcare who got vaccinated, and so she's like our age. Um, it's interesting to be able to pick her brain to see what's going on. I told her if she starts hallucinating, let me know. <laughs> <Or like laughs> it. Yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, if you start hallucinating, don't tell anybody because
2: then people want to take it. What would be like the deal breaker thing that it did? What if you like lost all your hair once on your body, but then you like you didn't get COVID? Would you still do it? Like it, it grew back? Sure, you know, yeah, we, could,
0: we could all just be you know powder from the powder movie.
2: Wouldn't that be weird? What's what's a deal breaker that you wouldn't do? Like how, what would it have to do to make it so you wouldn't get the vaccine? Like a
0: nut sack on my forehead or something? Like growing out. <laughs> That'd be pretty intense. I mean I guess I could wear a beanie, you know, but yeah, that that might be a little weird. It still <laughs> might not on. be a deal breaker unless it was, you know, just as sensitive.
1: I don't know. Any physical deformity I think is an easy deal breaker. I feel like there's a there's a lot of deal breakers. Um
2: I I was terrified. Uh just for the record, I had COVID back in July and when um I didn't do anything crazy. I don't know. I can't really pinpoint exactly where I got it from, but it, like there was a whole big surge around California at that point, And a bunch of our friends got it at the same time. But when I lost my sense of taste and smell, it was the weirdest thing in the world. It's like someone turned it off like a light switch. And now that I've talked to a bunch of other people who've had it, it doesn't happen to everyone. So I would mm. say if a wow. vaccine made you lose your sense of taste and smell, that would a hundred percent be a deal breaker.
1: <laughs> That'd be so terrible. That's so crazy. And maybe it was you, I was talking to somebody else who, who had that same symptom of of not having their taste and smell. And they said that they were drink, drinking things that were like very, very potent and like intense. And it was like nothing. And I can't even really imagine that. I feel like you would always taste like, I can't remember what an example was, but like, and like vinegar,
2: or something. And, vinegar yeah. and just
1: being unfazed. Yeah.
2: Um, I remember eating ice cream and then tasting that there was something creamy in my mouth, but not being able to taste any of the sugar of it. It was like wow. the weirdest thing wow. the flavor. It's like, oh, there's a chocolate chip or something, and I can feel it, and I can feel the creaminess, but, like, the taste was just like the knob was turned off. It was so weird. Wow. And then it slowly started to come back over a few days. And it, uh, this is when I was totally better too, so it wasn't the same thing as, like, you know, if you get a cold and you're sort of stuffed up and then you like, can't taste whatever you're eating somewhat. Yeah. Um, it was not that at all. Cause I was already over all the symptoms. Like I had zero symptoms. I was better. And then someone just turned off my taste like a light switch. And I was like, what just happened?
1: <laughs> that's crazy. It's a good time to start eating a bunch of foods that you normally don't like to try
2: to see if you can just incorporate them <laughs> into your diet. <laughs> What would be something uber healthy that everyone hates? Cucumbers. Beets. Cuc- cucumbers, right? yeah. I like beets. It's good. I, I love like beets. I like I hate I hate cucumbers, too. Cucumbers. I'm like I like getting totally. a thing. Uh, no, yeah, I don't know. There's some like weird... Kind of, like nuts? Um, like There's some like, those weird like, powdered superfood things that taste like crap. <laughs> everyone knows what oh, I don't yeah. All the powdered superfoods? <clears throat> Yeah, when you I get, I like, think I've ever powder. had one
0: that tastes good. Even even the chocolate ones are kind of like, you know, like just terrible.
1: Erica has yes, these like good. vitamin supplements that are like really good for you and earthy and organic, and it tastes like pretty earthy and organic, like not a very pleasant <laughs> taste. Like, but it's good for you, so you know whatever. It's like a wellness formula, like wellness is <laughs> like tastes super
3: gnarly and like bitter and just like it's not very enjoyable.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I hate it. that tastes like you're licking the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's like, you know, the ground. I, the
1: ground I, can taste good sometimes. <laughs> 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 there was a little speaking up of, there. Speaking of actually uh, <laughs> tasteless stuff, is um, I don't know if you guys have ever had it, but if you get some of those CBD tinctures, sometimes when you drop yeah. them in your mouth, they like don't it's really weird. It's like, has a very weird consistency and it has sometimes like no taste, a little bit of a taste. And it's also something, um, you know, CBD is the non-psychoactive part of, uh, you know, marijuana. And, um, it's very helpful with things. And I take it in a little dropper and that CBD stuff is like, yeah, it's weird. Cause you know, you're putting a liquid in your mouth, but it doesn't like taste like anything. And then it like kind of evaporates cause it's supposed to, absorb into your body that shit's a trip
3: well it's yeah. a, it's like oil it's it's like mct oil or or uh some kind of a carrier oil usually which is which is what kind of you have that it's still like 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 it is oil right it, it has the oily consistency which is kind of like i feel like that's where most of the taste is coming from just whatever kind of oil they're using and then maybe like you can get kind of a hint of like plant matter or something like that. But for the most part, yeah, it's it's kind of odd-tasting. Yeah. CBD stuff.
4: And speaking about what we're putting in our mouths... <laughs> nice. Steve, what are you drinking this tonight?
0: So I got a yeah. uh, very, very amazing gift uh, from our good friend Zeke Willett. Um It is Ooh. the Whistle Pig Rye Whiskey Oh, nice. Years... Um, from Vermont, wow. and I, he uh, dropped this off on Christmas Eve, and nice. uh, I have it in this nifty uh, glass, and uh, it's fantastic, man. It's, it's rye whiskey, it is smooth as shit, and very complex tastes, and very nice. I love it. Really good, Zeke. Thank you so much, man. This, is, this nice. is delicious. And when I see you guys next, man, we'll we'll uh, we'll crack open some more of this. I'm not going to drink it all tonight. I also have uh, some docent Double Nickels as a backup. Because there you go. I want to I want to save this stuff and enjoy it. What about you, Bob? Well, I also got a gift during this holiday season,
4: and um, it's a whiskey. But it's a whiskey that I've never had, nor do I drink a lot of them because it's a Japanese whiskey. Um, I got it from our good friends, Kevin and Kim, uh, Kevin has done some videos for Robert John and the wreck and we got, we went to Hawaii with them when the band went to Hawaii. Um, just a little backstory about where this came from, but anyways, here it is. I don't know what it's called, but it's Mars whiskey. Um, and I've never dove into the Japanese whiskey side of things. Um, and, uh, I'm drinking it on the rock straight and it's, it's, it's really good. Um, it, uh, it tastes closer to a scotch than it does like a bourbon. It has a little bit of that irony taste and, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah. Japanese whiskey. Yeah. First, first, first time down that rabbit hole. And, uh, yeah, but I, like Steve said, I'm not drinking that whole thing tonight. I have a double nickels on, on deck in the fridge. <laughs> so I'm just yeah, going yeah. to this glass and,
0: uh. Then go to that, but this yeah. is a, Bobby brought over a, a six pack of docent for Christmas for me, which is very nice of you, man. So thank you for that. So we'll be drinking some double nickels later.
4: Thank you to docent for,
1: you know, making good beer. So mm-hmm. Warren, what about you? I'm not drinking anything fun. Like you guys, I have spin drift and it's a, uh, what is it? Like tangerine or something, orange mango. It's pretty good. It's a little sugary. I'm getting ready to do my two-week water thing. So after on the first, I'm going to only drink water for two weeks. I'm still going to eat normal food. I'm not going to like diet and eat healthy. Well, not like I don't eat healthy, but I'm not going to change my eating habits. I'm just going to only drink water for two weeks just for fun, see what happens. I like water, so... You know, it couldn't be that bad, but I did read a couple of reviews online and and there's like some people who are like, took a a journal and on day three, it's like, this was the worst thing I've ever done in my whole entire life. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do two weeks of this. And then other people say it's totally fine. It's just like drinking water for two weeks. So I'm I'm going to do it
0: with you, man. We should should share journals, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't don't go too crazy. Um yeah. yeah. Well so next time we check in, right? We'll we'll have been a couple days into our water thing.
0: <laughs> we'll be fully in the swing of hating our lives.
1: <laughs> yeah. It'll be uh we'll Good be luck, four days, four days yeah. in kid yeah. luck it. It's only Maybe two either. weeks. It's only two weeks of your life. It's not like it's like I'm stopping drinking shit forever. Just two weeks. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> have fun. I said, say good luck. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm encouraging you. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, with that being said, what are you drinking Henry? <laughs> um, I just got, uh, some, uh, some total Dew
3: do here on the rocks as well. Nice. Um, I usually get Buffalo trace, but when I went to pick this up the other day, they didn't have that. So, uh, I got this instead and, uh, it's nice. It just tastes like whiskey whiskey over ice. Good solid Irish whiskey. Yeah, it's solid,
2: pretty good. Uh, how That's are you eating tonight? I am drinking uh, tea. I guess you'd call it a tea. It's uh like oranges, lemon, ginger and honey. But uh we've kind of been sick here the past few days, so we've been drinking a lot of these I think I probably drank, like, four or five of these on Christmas Day just because I love this drink. It's sort of like a hot toddy. I love just, like, uh, warm whiskey drinks, but I've just been doing it without the whiskey so we can get better. What What? whiskey's supposed to help you get better? Ah, It can, like, relax your throat, but I've just been into this, and it is so good. I love, like, fresh ginger and things.
0: And that's with actual fruit and roots and stuff, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like nice. me making it from scratch and just like cutting off some ginger and then oh, putting like little yeah. oranges in it. Um, what was I going to say? <clears throat> I did uh, buy myself a Christmas present this year. That was probably like my most adult, super unnecessary Christmas present ever. Ooh, More unnecessary than the espresso machine. And that is I got a desk coffee warmer. If anyone has ever listened to the podcast... They have heard me complain (laughs) about my cup of coffee getting cold every five seconds. Yeah. And I remember Steve just basically telling me like, why are you, you know, why do you take that long to drink a cup of coffee? And I don't know, but I want it to be warm (laughs) when I get to it. I don't want it to be cold. Yeah. So I went and got a coffee warmer and I fucking love it. (laughs) I probably it- paid too much money for it, but it it they make like super cheap ones that are also really good. There's like a Mr. Coffee one for twelve bucks. I probably should have got that one, but it's cool. Is yeah. it wireless or corded or it's corded. The cord was actually much too small too, so I had to get an extension cord, which is also a pain in the ass, but the cord was uh, much too small. <laughs> yeah. I think the next step for me to build my most comfortable place ever is to install like five of them in different places around the house. Yeah, <laughs> you never ever have a cold cup of coffee. And then Bruce is asking, "What's he drinking all the way in Georgia?" And I'm guessing it's probably gin. Gin,
4: gin. Is it gin? It, it, it's, it's not. There's it, something wrong. Yeah. He's like
0: peach schnapps. Peach schnapps tonight.
2: <laughs> it's like guess what I'm drinking. You guessed it. Root beer schnapps. Root beer schnapps. schmore schnapps. <laughs> That's such a good episode. Um, we haven't really talked about our Christmas. We have, we always have a meeting before this and, um, I think Steve talked about his a little bit, but I wasn't in the room and mostly we just like to save it for the podcast anyway. So, uh, I'll start because you guys started on drinks and I hate that I'm always last. I usually am always last. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, my Christmas plans all went to shit at the last minute because basically everyone in my family got exposed to someone who had COVID at the very last minute. Like everyone just by accident was around someone who had COVID literally like the last week. So we were supposed to go somewhere and all our plans got canceled. We were just, uh, quarantining. And my parents also by accident were in the same room as someone with COVID and then, uh, my sister is pregnant right now. So we did our best version of at-home Christmas we could. We watched a bunch of movies. We made some food. What did I make? Oh, the good thing I made that I haven't made a lot of is mac and cheese. I usually oh. never Ooh,
0: yeah.
2: make mac and cheese because if I make it, I'll eat all of it. Yeah. Uh, you got it. <laughs> and I've never made it from scratch before. I, I haven't done it in a long time, so... Um, like, literally, like, starting with a flour. It's called a roux, but, like, the roux base, where you go flour and butter, and then you mm-hmm. sort of build it up from there. I was like, oh, man, I want to do this a lot more. Because depending on how you mix that, or, like, that mixture of cheese to cream to stuff like that, like, you can make extremely different mac and cheeses. Yeah. And so, for anyone who cares, I used smoked Gouda and sharp cheddar. Ooh, it came out really yes. good. Oh, it was good mac geez. and cheese. And so we did that and ribs, and the ribs came out okay. They were, uh, you know, spare ribs, but the mac and cheese was bomb. So yeah. Christmas mac and cheese. Henry, mm-hmm. what did you do for Christmas?
3: Uh, I, I just wonder what, what kind. Of, did you make the noodles too, or did you use like like dry pasta? Yeah, like dry pasta noodles. Oh, okay, okay. It's uh,
2: extremely hard to make uh, macaroni yeah. shaped pasta. Yeah, noodles. well, you <laughs> said you said
3: from <laughs> scratch, so I
2: was just like, uh, did you, you know what I mean." So I was just no, like, "No, oh.
3: from scratch, meaning like a, a yeah." You made like the actual like sauce from scratch, yeah. And then yeah. Put it in. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah, it was good. I, I, my dad lives about five minutes away from me, and um, you know everybody. Uh, seems to be doing okay so i i just went over there and uh hung out with my dad for a couple days which was cool um i don't i don't see him a lot anyways just because we're both usually busy and then especially with this stuff um i don't really see him a lot but i've been trying to go over there at least every so often um you know keeping keeping uh protocols in line and trying to kind of keep people safe and stuff like that but uh but yeah, it was good. Uh went over there, saw my sister, step or my stepmom and my dad, and just had a cool mellow, you know, hang over there. Um got some got some pretty low key but very appreciated gifts and uh got them some of the same and then uh what was, real, was really cool was my dad opened a gift for my uncle, which happened to be a whiskey box. Uh nice. that that uh, nice. we I don't know if we designed it or or whatever it was, but it was pretty cool to actually see that in person because I'd never actually seen it in person. So I actually saw the box, and uh, and he was stoked on it. And um, so we wound up using it uh, later, later in the evening, which was great. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, super cool and, you know, very, very blessed that I was able to do that, obviously, um, and grateful. Uh, how about you,
1: Warren? Uh, I had a pretty mellow Christmas. It was it was nice. Um you know, we also have to be careful cuz I have a, a couple at-risk people in my family, but it was pretty mellow. Um I guess the highlight was I got my nephew a bass guitar and um it's funny because <laughs> he's what like 4 or 5. I think he's 5. And he says that he wants a bass guitar. And I think he just says that because he knows that I play the bass guitar specifically. So he's saying that. And, and over the summer, actually, at one point, I was we were talking about, I was like, Well, if you're a good kid, like, you know, Santa will bring you some like he's like, Santa will bring you something. He's like, I want a bass guitar. I was like, Yeah, like if you're a good kid, Santa will bring it. And he goes, I don't want it from Santa, I want it from you. And I was like, Oh, okay. No. And so I ended up finding a deal, super cheap bass. It was like a hundred bucks with a the bass and an amp. And uh and it's funny because as soon as he gets it, it's kinda like you know that he doesn't really know what to do with it because he's not really old enough to know how to play. So he kinda like gets it and is like, Oh all right. Well, now that I have this, like, you know, he'd he's like, let's go play with my Nerf guns. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. My sister's also pregnant with another boy. So out of the three boys, if a base is sitting in the corner of one of their rooms, I'm hopeful that one of them might pick it up and be like, Hey, this is kind of cool. And then that's when I can kind of swoop in and be like, this is what you guys should start learning and all that sort of stuff. So I always encourage people mm-hmm. to play music because, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, like I always wanted to play music, but I think I did it kind of as a whim and as a hobby. Uh, when you're a kid and you never really know where it can lead you, and so I always encourage people to play music, and it feels good to be able to give a gift of an instrument. So hopefully Levi or Case Johnson become the next Jaco Pastorius. <laughs> Na- the name isn't there really. It's not you know Jaco is like such a cool bass player name, but we'll see. Sorry, that was a really long story. <laughs> no, that's great, no, that was a very
3: beautiful, very uh, appropriate length. I would say. Yeah.
4: Good <laughs> yes. job, Randall applause, applause. Good job, Warren. Warren. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you.
1: So I'm here all night. We <laughs> deserve an award. <laughs> how was your Christmas, Robert? Man, how do, how do I
4: how do I come after that? Um, it was great. Uh, my family has been. Uh, pretty close throughout this whole year. Um, we've I've seen them just as often as I see you guys or everyone in the band, it, it feels like. Um, so we had a Christmas at my mom's house. It's also her birthday. Um, so it's kind of been her day ever since I was growing up. It's just kind of her, you know, Christmas in the morning, birthday at night type thing. Um, and it was great. We had a great time. Family came over, exchanged some gifts. Nothing crazy this year. Just kind of a couple gifts here and there. And, um, you know, just ate and drank. And, uh, the highlight this year is, uh, usually we'll go out to eat for my mama's birthday. Um, and there's only a few places you can go on Christmas. It's either El Torito down here or a place called macaroni grill. And on Christmas day, some restaurants just aren't that great because they're low on staff and people don't want to be there. And, um, this year, um, we got ribs shipped in from Mississippi from a place All called right. The Shed um, in the hometown where John Hampton, our good buddy, lives. And he shipped the ribs the ribs over, and we cooked them up. And, man, I wow. uh, still the best ribs I've ever had are from there. And and we're shipping them across the country and then heating them back up, and they're still the best ribs ever. So that was definitely a highlight. It's just those ribs are so good. And I it's Christmas, so I just told myself I'm just going to have a whole rack. And I paid for it. Um, (laughs) But at the time, it was worth it. It was just so good. Um, There's this this app called Gold Belly. And you can get things shipped across the country from restaurants that you wouldn't normally be able to. Uh, It's really cool. And uh, it's from The Shed in Ocean Springs. It's a really cool barbecue spot, which has been closed every single time we've been there. Um, so we always end up going to Murky Waters, which is, is just as good barbecue down there. Um, but one day we'll be able to go to the shed and actually get them in person. And I can't wait yeah. for that. But it was good. Um, I, you know, just a good little mellow, mellow hang day. How about you, Steve?
0: Um, I didn't get ribs from, uh, Mississippi, from, <laughs> but I did uh, postmate myself some norms. Nice. Nice and it kind of worked out man like santa and the postmates claws and stuff kind of worked in my favor they messed up my order um i was trying to get some belgian waffles and then they sent me like uh like hash browns and bacon and a couple eggs and then also a patty melt so it was like twice as much food as than I ordered for myself so i just had norms all day which was great i was here at home um my family's all up in northern california and uh and so we did a little, uh, like Facebook messenger room thing and kind of hung out Christmas morning and, and, uh, they had me up on the TV, I guess. And and I had them on my phone and was just hanging out in my living room and spent the whole day in pajama pants and played some games. and My mom came up with a, uh, fun little, she sent a, uh, a gift box over with like some Christmas socks and. Like some sweets and, and a, a cool little pamphlet that had like some like trivia stuff on it and some dice. We played uh, Yahtzee as a as a family like over the internet and stuff. And nice, it was cool. But yeah, it was it was, it was really thoughtful of her to to put that all together. And my sister and and nephew uh, weren't there at, at my parents' place. They were up at, at my sister's house in outside of Sacramento. And and so I was you know just getting to kind of hang with the fan without actually being there. And it was, and it was pretty nice, man. Like, yeah, definitely not the same as as being there in person. But oh, yeah, it was, uh, it, it it was really thoughtful and and uh, and very nice to just spend the day together. And and I played, uh, I watched the new Wonder Woman, which was pretty terrible, and then um, huh. played a bunch of uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla <laughs> and got drunk on a case of White Claws, which was great.
2: <clears throat> I, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> I took the other route. There's two movies that came out on Christmas. It was Wonder Woman and then Soul and yes. Pixar. And so I took the Soul route. I forgot about this, but I watched that movie on Christmas. Did anyone else in the chat watch that movie?
0: Brian and I watched it uh, last night or the night before.
2: I heard it was was good. Yeah. When I like about those movies, I'm not going to say anything about it, but Pixar movies always take a turn in their third act that you don't expect coming. They're setting you up for something and you think you know how it's going to end and they sort of pull the rug out from under you. And they they do that really well. You think you know what the movie's about and suddenly they turn it into something completely different. And they do that in such a good way in this movie. I thought it was great.
0: Nice. I thought it was I thought it was really cool too and Ryan and I both commented on it how I, I don't know if they like motion captured people playing the instruments, but that was one of the best portrayal of because the, the main character is a, a, a piano player. And um and everything he was playing, like the keys were actually being hit and like the velocity, like it looked very realistic, even though it's animated. Like all the keys were being hit in the right spots and lining up and with I'm- the right velocity and stuff, which was very impressive, man. Because that normally that's the first thing to go out, like in any sort of music movie. It's like it's like, hey, he's not fucking playing that
1: shit. Yeah, <laughs> I read that that's John John Baptiste Baptiste. Mm. Uh, it said that uh, specifically. It said those are his hands doing the keyboard, and then I think I read I that like Herbie Hancock and Questlove and another dude were. Um, uh, what do you call it when you're like a music, you like give that sort of insight. I can't remember what that position music is Music supervisor? Called. Not supervisor, like a uh, consultant sure, consultant or whatever to make sure it's authentic. And so, you know, I would assume with a team like that, that they they definitely have that same grind. Like I hate it when you see a movie <laughs> and there's a drummer and you're seeing like crashes going or like yeah. A, yeah. Playing the ride and it's like definitely on the symbol or on a hi hat or something and it's like, you know, it's it's cool to hear that they nailed that. Um, but it's cool. It's also cool to hear that the you know like Herbie Hancock and 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 Questlove were. I think Questlove's in the movie too, but uh, nice. you know involved with making sure that they they nailed that. It's like get Neil deGrasse Tyson to like be on a sci-fi movie to be like, hey, does this actually work? Like, is this practical.
0: <laughs> it's like getting James Horner and uh in the like Jurassic Parks there for the archaeology show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Only you know that. I don't know. Same same thing. So <laughs> That's cool. I'm excited to see that movie though. I'm yeah me too. too. Did you stream it on the Disney app or did you have to pay for
2: it? I streamed it on the Disney app. It was actually free, which the Mulan release was not free, so I was surprised. And then um they had that movie Onward, and that was also not free. So this is the first one that was actually free on the app. Just super nice. cool. It's free if the person that you use Disney Plus from buys it before you watch it. <laughs> <that> <laughs> We're all just sharing streaming passwords here. <laughs> it's I kind of much, true. I still use my Netflix Thanks. to this day. So. <laughs> I'm using I, Steve's Hulu. <laughs> I, I, used, I used Netflix for years.
1: I went to one of Erica's work parties and I met somebody, and she's like, "Hey, I've been using your HBO password or HBO login." And I was like, <laughs> "From a work party?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh,
0: that's funny.
4: HBO Max—they finally yeah. changed it over.
2: With so, all that stuff my- it, uh I've gotten rarely ever gotten a message that says like too many people are watching uh, on your account, but every other day i get a message on my apple music that says someone else is listening so like if i'm in the car trying to play a song and amanda at home plays something on the home pod then my car just stops playing
4: so, <laughs> oh god that's frustrating
2: yeah huh and i'm like why did it stop what the hell happened and i look on it it's like too many people are trying to use your device <laughs> i think you buy a family plan but it's more expensive and i'm like oh man yeah. you're just trying to squeeze every ounce out of me aren't you apple
0: Damn. Yeah, I've, I've got the family plan with with my my mom and brother and I think Henry, you're on there too, right? On um, what for the for the Apple family plan? Because it's great because you you I can also so. share apps and uh, you can share I, apps and uh, and music. And, I think that's how I have music. logic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's how I figured it out. we're, yeah, we're yeah. family, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Look, at Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Speaking of listening to music and family and family. Oh yeah. Uh, um, well today I wanted to do something crazy and I kind of forgot we were doing this until about an hour ago. So <laughs> I just figured I'd pick something fun and cool. And, uh, you know, that I sort of discovered this year that I got a lot of mileage out of. And, uh, and, uh, this came from, uh, our good buddy, Adam Ditt, who, uh, showed me this, um, and uh, I guess I guess this particular record is not considered one of this artist's best work, but I think it's a really cool track, and there is a lot of really cool stuff on this record. Um, and I have to I have to look into uh, more of his catalog because his story is actually really really interesting. Um, but today I'm talking about a guy named Jimmy McGriff, who is a uh, soul jazz organist, uh, originally from Philadelphia. Um, And he was friends with uh, with Jimmy Smith, who is a legendary uh, jazz B3 Hammond B3 organist. I'll probably do something on him at some point in the future as well. Um, And, yeah, there's there's so much stuff to his story that I didn't really even realize that it's kind of even hard to get into. Um, I think you should look into it yourself if, if you dig what you're hearing uh but basically uh he was an organist and uh he dropped this record uh called Tailgunner in the uh in 1977 and um there's some interesting people on the uh, personnel on this uh you have Randy Brecker uh one of the Brecker brothers uh playing trumpet i believe right and then um Bob Babbitt uh, one of the Motown bass players playing bass and also Will Lee who uh later went on to be in the uh letterman band and uh, a couple other interesting names popping out here and there um i just thought this song was awesome uh the groove is really cool um there's not much going on as far as vocals but i think it's just a really awesome fun upbeat grooving thing and i thought it'd be a cool thing to sort of close out the year on at least on my end um so, anyways, this is the this song is called Tail Gunner, it's from the year nineteen seventy seven, and it's from a gentleman by the name of Jimmy McGriff. I hope you enjoy. Sweet.
0: Awesome. That was so right, Thanks for
2: that. Yeah, my that's my, cool. my pleasure. A disco version of <laughs> the organ trio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's
3: like horns and stuff like that, and, and you have the uh, uh, cool.
1: you have the singers who kind of make it sound almost like a uh, like yeah, shaft yeah. or something.
2: <laughs> like,
1: kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> epic. Um, yeah, it's funny. I feel like Jimmy Smith has the, like, it's like all blues and sort of like yeah. soul organ, and this is like yeah. a disco right. organ to the max where it has, like, usually in a lot of those trios, they're playing bass with their feet, and it doesn't yeah. sound like that. Am I, yeah, I right? Don't, I don't. Yeah, so like, there's actually a bass yeah. player, and he's it, playing lead uh, with Bob that. Bob Babbitt, uh,
3: one of the Motown uh, bass players, is actually credited as a bass player on this record. I don't know if he played on that song in particular, but uh, he's credited as a bass player on that record, so there's definitely some some real bass guitar happening.
1: He's on there. Will Lee too, right? Yeah, Will Lee from from, uh, uh, from the Letterman band as yeah. well. And he played on everything too. Yeah. Uh, man, what a cool record! Yeah, yeah, yeah super I cool.
4: I don't know if it was just the name McGriff, but it reminded me of a band that we saw in Seattle a couple times. And also play with called McTuff, which is like an organ-based funky band. Hmm. They're not. I feel like they weren't as disco as that, but uh, but it had like the same vibe where you could probably walk in and hear that same kind of uh, essence going on with like the organ and just like the funk. Um,
0: Maybe I'm completely wrong, but no, no, I can hear that. Shout out to McTuff for definitely groovy. Yeah, Yeah. I just I love love how like. so much happened in that tune man like and there were such cool clear parts of the songs like you know sometimes it's just the same groove and then people are you know ripping over it and this that and the other but like this had like the drum breakdown and then went to bass you know, things then had like the big soaring lines that like would normally in like you know pop disco would be like strings and stuff right just kind of floating over the top but they were doing it with the work it was really cool man that's 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 neat and a great guitar solo as well.
3: Yeah. 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 He, he's super, super tasty cool.
1: licks. Yeah. <laughs> some some eye squinters. It's like yes. you got a lemon in your eye or something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. You like, say, it gives it on you on lemon. Out. Play that Not shit funkier. Enough.
1: Yeah.
2: I also think we need to basically, like, make whatever our version of that record is in quarantine. It'd be pretty easy <laughs> to just do that, you know. Well, let's just do a GM, you know, organ totally. record. <laughs> totally. That'll be every direct productions like we'll just make yeah, every yeah. instrumental record we'd ever want to make. Right. Technically Robert John and the
3: Wreck. Oh my god. Pandemic. Yeah, I would I would love to do some kind of like uh, John Schofield type stuff or something like that too. it would be super cool.
2: Wash your hands. We'll just all wear masks so no one knows it's yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And then we'll be we'll be following protocols too.
0: There you go. <laughs> that would that would be a good name for the record, man. Protocols.
2: Protocols. Protocols. Yeah. Oh, no, that's super cool. I love organ oh, trio stuff. I don't listen to enough of it. I was looking up um, Jimmy Smith's discography. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh my god, he made a record like every year of Mm -hmm. his life for like 30 years. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's so many records. I'm like, I got really into this record called Root Down, which I think is like one of his most oh, yeah, that's great.
3: That record's awesome.
2: I was like, oh, cool, like he must have a bunch of other records. And I was thinking to myself, like, he's more of a 50s, 60s guy, and he had. One record a year, if not two, from 53 to, like, almost 1980. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. It's so crazy. And uh, that's not he, even counting, like,
3: all the collaboration records he did with people, all the stuff he guested on. There's at least five or six records, I want to say, of just him and Wes Montgomery collaborating, which are some of my favorite jazz records of all time. Like, him and Wes is just,
2: like, are you nice. kidding me? Like, so good. So, so good. Yeah, if you're yeah, those are those are my guys. Like that era yeah. of jazz music and that yeah. sort of style, where it's not like too much about bebop and the changes and the technicality of it, but there's this like mix of awesome musicality and chord changes going on, where there's this like sound to it too, and mm-hmm. it, it has like really interesting melodies, and you know it's it's complex enough, but it, there's also like tons of feel in it. Yes. Gotta love this whole era of stuff like this. And then the 70s just kind of blows it all up and makes it, like, kooky. but <laughs> you yeah, A little bit. Yeah. This is, like, one era in the from the 50s to the 60s where everything is, like, perfect. Yeah, great well, stuff. Well, I great think stuff. what we we're going to try to talk about tonight, which is always fun, is our predictions for 2021. <laughs> so, it's kind of weird because... Yeah. 2020 was such a toss-up people were saying so many things do you guys remember when they said oh we're just gonna lock down for two weeks to flatten the curve and then it yeah, lasted yeah, yeah. for uh <laughs> another uh i don't know six months and then they were like yeah. oh we'll just do you know this and then it just lasted for way longer than they said it was gonna last so now that we sort of know that people are just lying to us every day <laughs> And they don't really know what's going on And we can sort of use our barometer For, you know, at least what we know That's going on Um, What we maybe think Is going to happen with COVID And what's going to happen with live music And what's already happening um, Not in California Because, well, let's talk about that first California We are going to tour Everywhere else except California First First We're going to be playing shows in Arizona. We're going to be playing shows all across the South, and we're probably going to be playing shows across the East Coast, not in New York, before we play any real shows again in California. (laughs) Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Uh, And uh, maybe outdoor shows or something like that might come back, and obviously in Orange County first. But I think if we were ever to do a tour again, there would probably not be a lot of California stops on that tour. Yeah,
0: definitely. Mm -hmm. Unless they bring back in like the drive in concerts or something, you know?
2: Yeah, and then a couple of those things are going on still, right? Like you can't stop driving concerts. Our friends in the band Iration just played a Mm driving concert the other day. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what they're trying to do and what they put together. I would say, too, that we're probably not going to see anything really change as far as our numbers go until the end of March. I think it's just like a cold weather sort of thing. And in California, we're probably going to stay, you know, as locked up as we are until March where people aren't really going to be, you know, doing the restaurants or doing those things. They're going to be scared of that stuff. What do you guys think of that situation? When when do you think we're actually gonna be in a place where we were like this summer? I don't,
4: I don't know. know. I mean I, I feel like there's 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 a lot of places at least down in Orange County that are figuring out loopholes and how to do things. I mean there's some places that it's it's only to go. You can only get takeout. But then you can go sit at tables and chairs that are that would normally be served on there you just there's no servers anymore so you get the food and then you can just go enjoy like the scenery or enjoy the the area which i think is kind of a loophole in this whole thing is that it's not the fact that the the restaurants have to shut down they just have to stop having the servers cuz you can choose to go sit somewhere and eat your food you don't have to do that um which it seems like businesses are starting to do more and more of that which will either turn into stricter you know, things telling you that you can't do that, or it'll turn into more openness, if you will. And I mean, there, there's even some bars out there that are, there's only one bar that I know of uh, that I won't say the name, but it's it's open and there's bands that are inside playing like they would normally play. Um, but it just depends on the clientele and the people that want to be there and, and, and how you feel about it at some point. Because there's a lot of those feelings, too, where everyone feels differently about certain things. So it's
2: <clears throat> it, Yeah, Steph, I don't think yeah. anything we're talking about is the politics of it or how you feel that yeah. you should be acting about it. This is just what we're saying, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, I actually see that in a town that I grew up. Um, it's called Glendora. It's like a, a suburb town outside of, um, in L.A. County. And they just decided they're keeping their outdoor dining open. They said, fuck yeah. you, dude the california yeah. order i think a lot of people in cal uh, orange county are doing the same thing and yeah. as you go into the material it. of it i'm not saying this in any way shape or form i've just read it there's nothing to say that outdoor dining is a leading cause of anything for covid yeah. specifically um it's much worse to be inside with people than it is to be outside with people and as long as outdoor dining is social distance correctly it's not supposed to be a problem, according to the science. I'm not like saying anything controversial, hopefully, for people. Um, and I think in LA specifically, they just want the numbers are just so bad, they want people to feel like something is happening. Mm-hmm. But um, this time, because when they first locked down, I think everyone listened. And I think this time people are going, well, you're just seeing a little more pushback to those things because it doesn't yeah. seem like they have yeah, know, really crazy evidence. Go ahead, sir. It keeps toggling. It keeps going close to open, back to close to yeah. open,
4: back to a little close, back to a little open. The problem with, with human beings, I I think I'm not a doctor, but it can only go back and forth so many times. Businesses can only hire everyone back and then let everyone go so many times. I mean, you, you have to get to the point where you're you know, your some, some businesses that we know are, they just shut down for the rest of the year when they went back again in December, they're just like, well, we'll just, we'll open back up next year because it, it doesn't, it's not worth it for us to open and try to figure this out right now because they'll just lose money. So it, the problem I feel is going back and forth. I mean, either it all has to be down or it all has to be the same. And right now I feel like there's businesses right across the street that are closed across the street from a business that just says, fuck it, I'm open, you know, and that doesn't really help anybody. Like, at least that's my opinion.
2: Uh, it, it's tough. Um, yeah, it's tough because you're trying to ride the line between following the science and following the law and then like following your best judgment, yeah. you know, it's not a good thing to just blindly with- listen to the law.
0: And with all the misinformation thrown in there as well, you know, nobody, nobody really knows what's going on, but it's like, the, like you said, man, the science is like, dude, like there's not that much to show that like the outdoor dining and especially after all these, these business owners have spent, you know, their own money, you know, getting things up to code and building out and, you know, buying tents and buying more tables and buying outdoor heaters and prepping and spending thousands upon thousands of dollars that they weren't making for months Mm -hmm. to be able to do this. And it's like, Oh, well, yeah, you can't do that, but you know, you can still go to target and that's fine. It's like, yeah, target's not being forced to move outdoors. Well, and, and what, what Scott Murphy just said on the thing that the record air
4: travel numbers were set yesterday. I mean, you have to think the worst place to go, if someone's sick and where everyone always gets sick anyways is yeah. on an airplane, and those are still going strong. I mean we could still go anywhere in the states right now um that we can get to you know i mean we I don't think we can go to Europe right now, but you know we can still fly to New York or Florida or anything, and that's probably the worst place to be
1: yep, yeah, my uncle flew out uh, a couple of weeks ago for a an appointment at a doctor's office in l a and he lives in Denver, and he said the whole entire flight was full. <clears throat> he yeah. said he said it wasn't even, like, the middle seat thing, because I think Erica f- went and saw her mom, and when she went and saw her mom, it was the middle seat thing. And he was like, yeah, I came from Denver, and it was completely full. I was like, wow, that's that's insane. Which the only thing to me is, like, if anything
4: could come from this year, it would be to get yeah. rid of that middle seat on an airplane. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that should be the ultimate goal of this year is because of all this, we get rid of the middle seat on an airplane.
0: They got, um, they got a much bigger bailout than the rest of us did, man. Yeah, yeah, for it, would, sure. it would make this whole year worth it
4: for the rest <laughs> of us in the future is if we went through these, these like past few months, if we got rid of the middle seat on an airplane, I'd, I would say it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Careful, you might. Be oh, dude, could you imagine? People. Could
0: you imagine being on a plane and have to be six feet away from somebody else? That would be fucking perfect. That would be like you could just have your own like, like, twin size bed on that plane. You know, like yeah. in, in each direction. But it's like, how is that okay with recycled air coming back through? Yes, it's filtered and everything. But and everybody's wearing masks. But then they take them off to eat, and yeah. they put them back on. It's like no, it's it's still the same shit. But like outdoor dining
4: isn't okay. Just
0: None none of it makes sense, man.
4: I'm sorry, Michael, if we can go to
0: Europe now,
2: that's great. I didn't know that. Next time. Yeah, but it's, (laughs) well, at this point, it's just confusing. And like, we don't want to obviously like, you know, I'm really worried about my parents. I'm really worried about my grandma. I think she's like really susceptible. Um, there's a lot of things I am really worried about in it. It's not like fake and, you know, I don't think people should just be going out aimlessly and uh, not act like it's anything. The the risks are there. It's just, I think people need to decide how they are being smart. Anyways, when, okay. When would you think that touring would come back? And this is like a, if I said (laughs) something like this, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I hope the vaccine comes out in the next three months and they see good results and people go, fuck it. The vaccine works. Like we're just going with it and opening everything back up. But, uh, at what point next year do you think, let's say, let's say there's three different versions of live music, right? There's like an outdoor festival, right? There's a, uh, bar show, so let's say like 100 people in a room, and then there's like a venue show, which is somewhere between like 500 and 1,500 people, right? Depending on the venue, there's obviously bigger venues, but those are about the three types of show we we might ever do. It's like an outdoor festival, a small bar show, which I'm, I would say is indoor, and then a venue, venue show, like a 400 to, you know, like a Several hundred people. A lot of people crammed in a room show. So, Steve, what do you think about that?
0: As far as how it was pre-COVID? Like getting no. back to normal? Or getting like, back when to... When do you think those uh, things uh, yeah. come
2: back? Like, what's your date prediction? Honestly, and I hope, I hope I'm wrong.
0: I hope I'm wrong because I'm very much, very fucking much looking forward to next year and what we have planned. Um, I don't think anything's really going to get its shit together until next fall like and that sucks. And I hope I'm wrong, but I think maybe October? Maybe?
2: But like okay, so for October, for all three, yeah. what about what about smaller stuff?
0: I think in any sort of way that makes sense for any of us to actually do it without hemorrhaging money and you know, being in the red for years, I think realistically October unless this vaccine shit like really takes off and works. But I'm hoping earlier. I'm hoping shit will get... Everyone's hoping right?
2: Everyone's hoping yeah. tomorrow, by the way. No one's saying these predictions in a way to try yeah. to bum people out. We all want yeah. to go back and see possible. Now, as possible. Like, no,
0: realistically,
2: I would be surprised if, it right.
0: before, if it's before next October. But,
2: yeah. Robert, what That's, do you think?
4: Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to not just think for the best of what I want. Because if I don't think for the best, then I should. uh, Then I'm just going to get more, not optimistic. And when I'm not optimistic, nothing works any better in my life. So my hope and what I want is that things will go back to normal, so we can go on tour in May. And if I don't have that mindset, then I'm not going to be good at doing anything until then. So I'm saying that out loud, but I, I have to. I have to hope that it, you know. May is still in the books, and that's how I have to be optimistic about it. Because if I'm not, then I won't be able to. Like, I, I mean, if it happens that it gets canceled, that's one thing. But if I'm looking at it thinking it's not going to happen, then yeah, it doesn't help me with my life. So I'm hoping that uh, in May. And I think it's a, go on the road.
0: I think yeah, it's I, important to like to hold out hope for that too, man. Like you know, of course that's that's what we want. Um, and I'm I am i am saying October just because of you know, look at how what we thought it was gonna be in March. <laughs> you know, and then it's oh, now we're now it's you know, almost the next year and uh and we're doing it. But you know, the, you, you just have to plan for both, man, and be ready for be ready to dodge and adapt just like we have we've been doing all year, you know? I don't
2: know. Oh yeah, or sure. your bet.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Uh I'm I'm kind of in the camp of Robert that like I I want to I want to plan for what we have coming up because it helps me <laughs> get through some months thinking that it could happen. Yeah. But I you know, I'm I'm still practical and I understand that that it just seems pretty far fetched with where we're at now. Um that it would come back that soon. So I'm kind of, I saw people in the chat saying, you know, fall 2021, um, I would, you know, that's what I, I think things would come back. I don't think festivals or big, big gatherings are going to come back for a little bit, if not, you know, uh, a couple years after that. Um, But, you know, I, I, I I'm in the same boat. I'm not political about anything. I just, I want, I want to try to figure out the safest way to go back to normal life as, you know, as quickly and as efficiently as possible. And, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes on our end to, to do that. But hoping, hoping fingers crossed that we can, you know, that we could kind of get back to touring sometime soon. I mean, and the other thing is just the thought of, you know, businesses like a, like a music venue that, you know, doesn't have the option of, of having, you know, like an outdoor most don't. So like, I don't think you can just pull the plug on a lot of these venues for, for that long. We got to figure something out. And I I think they did just pass some sort of stimulus bill that actually has a clause for music venues, which is totally awesome because that's definitely needed. Um, but, shit, I'm optimistic because, you know, uh, I also live by that. Put it out in the universe. Let's try to put 2020 behind us. 2021 can be a year of positivity, and, and you know, hopefully we can all learn and go forward safely. Sorry. I'm really long-winded tonight. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Uh, I, think,
3: I think it's, it's appropriate. Yeah. Very appropriate length of <laughs> windedness. Yeah. Where are you at on it, Henry? Um, I, I probably in this, in the same boat of you guys. I mean, I'm, I, this has been a really, really difficult year for me mentally. And I know it's not just me, um, but I've had to really, really sort of work on, um, not necessarily living with myself, but, but sort of living with, with my own, my own bullshit that, uh, I've kind of been dealing with as long as I can remember basically just mentally. And, um, this has really forced me to kind of figure out better ways around that of coexisting with it. And, and, um, yeah, I guess, I guess part of that is sort of being optimistic, you know? Um, and, and again, with what you guys say, you know, I can, I can agree with that. You know, I, I, I want to be optimistic that, um, that stuff's going to happen. Cause that's kind of the only thing that keeps me going right now. Um, it's, it, it makes me realize how dependent I've been on the release of live music. Cause I've had, I've had all this trapped energy this year that doesn't really have anywhere else to go. You know, you can, you can practice guitar all day long in your room, but it's not the same thing as getting up on stage and yep. driving across the country with your, with your buddies and, it's, it's not even close to the same thing. So, so I've had some of the craziest mental health stuff I've had to sort of kind of take on this year. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, part of that is learning how to be optimistic and, and yeah, that's one thing, but, but, but to be pragmatic about it, I really think, I think we probably have another year of, of, of stuff. I think, I think 2022 is kind of like what I'm looking at as sort of when, stuff is kind of we can put stuff behind us, uh, in my mind, but you know, that's just me. Uh, but that's kind of my take on it. I, uh, obviously we all want, like Andrew said, we want everything to be back to normal yesterday, (laughs) uh,
0: but months ago. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's also like, I want to look at it kind of realistically and also also, not be totally, uh, mentally demolished when, when things don't work out that way, you know? So, so it's, it's a cautious optimistic optimism that, that things will sort of get together quickly. But, but I think the reality of it is that, uh, I, I think we're probably looking at 22 as our like, okay, remember
2: that? Remember that year? That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think as we see the vaccine roll out and at, at the point that normal people are able to get one um, Right. Because I don't think like I said, I, I had it already. I don't think anyone's going to accept that as a, oh, well, you don't need to do this, even though it's really I think there's like very rarely any cases that someone had gotten COVID twice. I think it can mutate and I'm I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to say things, but this is just what I've heard. Uh, but And you're seeing some of that in the UK, but really you're not supposed to be able to get it again. Or if you do get it again, you're supposed to be able to fight it off really quickly. Um, So I think everyone's going to need to get a vaccine because people just won't accept the fact of someone not getting a vaccine if they've had it before. And then as we start to see that roll out, which will be sometime next year, it's going to be what Brett was saying in the chat, where I just saw something that said, you can put it in your Apple wallet in your cell phone that says you got the vaccine And I think as soon as you do that, it starts opening up doors where there's no reason anymore to have any of those rules in place. If your whole staff has gotten the vaccine, there's no reason for anyone to stay at home anymore. If you can prove you had the vaccine, you can do whatever you want. Now, theoretically, right, because that's the reason they're keeping everyone out. Now, if they're going to find another reason to keep everyone home or not, I I can't predict if that's going to happen. But once we see that, you know, uh, th- look, here's my fucking proof, you know, take me back out there. Um, uh, you know, when normal people can start getting vaccines and then show that they've had a vaccine, then stuff will start getting back to normal. So I don't know exactly when that's going to be. I feel like it's going to be mid sometime this year because we're seeing the first vaccines rolled out. I know they can't make enough immediately. Yeah, And it'll be interesting to just sort of see what happens with it. But I think everyone who's on the fence about getting a vaccine, the second they find out their life goes back to normal, if they can get one, everyone will get one in a heartbeat. And so this sort of goes into the next question, which is if they said we got to play live music as much as we wanted again, but we had to get the vaccine. If you were ever on the fence about getting the vaccine in the first place, and that was the caveat. I, I, and I'll say this to me, like, I am not, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't feel good about getting the vaccine. I think it's pointless if I've had it so far, but I know it's not going to be acceptable, right? So I would get it in a heartbeat if it meant I can go back on to her again and keep people yep. safe in the way that they felt comfortable with. Yep. And that's sort of my feeling about this. Yep. I think it's unnecessary. I kind of yep. don't think, because I've had it. It's not unnecessary for people who haven't had it, right? But I would get it in a heartbeat if that meant that I can go play music again. What do you guys think? What do you think, Henry? We'll go backwards this time.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, obviously, obviously anything that's, that's sort of mandated. Um, it's kind of in my nature for it to rub me the wrong way, but, but ultimately that, that conflict has to be overturned by like, well, what, like, What else am I going to do? And then, and then if this is again, like what you said, if this is the difference between me going back to my literal, like elixir of life, my literal purpose, like literally my everything, you know, like my, like, like whatever, the closest semblance to sanity and normalcy and, and just happiness that I've ever felt in my life, then I have to, you know, I don't have a choice because I can't like, this is not uh not a, not a sustainable existence for me, you know, like, like I, like I need to be, <laughs> I need to be on tour with, with my guys and like doing it, you know, cause it just doesn't, uh, it, it's not, it's not, it's not my life. It's not, it's not living to me, you know, it's not my purpose at least. Um, and obviously I'm very blessed to be able to have had that opportunity at any point, but yeah, if it's, if it's the difference between doing it and not doing it, then, That kind of makes the choice kind
1: of blatantly obvious for me. Warren? Yeah. uh, You know, uh, I would totally take it if they said you could go and continue everything, touring, all that sort of stuff, and people would be there. You know, the other thing I was just thinking about, just like thinking about the whole question of like vaccines and, you know, people can be uh, skeptical about it and stuff and, I think if if 2020 showed us anything that like there is a possibility that something like a virus, you know, can do this sort of damage, something like a vaccine is going to have to eventually become commonplace. Um, assuming that like humans and, you know, civilization viruses also evolve, um, you know, it can get to a place where, and we've seen it in history, you know, with like the, you know, different plagues and, you know, the flu, the crazy flu that killed a bunch of people and all that sort of stuff. It's like, I feel like just the natural progression is that, you know, diseases are also going to evolve. And so that the only way to kind of mitigate that going forward is to be comfortable going, okay, we are going to have to kind of get used to taking vaccines to prevent any sort of mass destruction and chaos on, on the planet. So, you know, I don't like the idea. I'm in both camps of, I don't like the, the government telling you that you have to put this in your body, but at the same time, you know, I want to trust somebody above my pay grade to be like, Hey, <laughs> we're going to keep you safe from the crazy shit that could potentially stop the entire world. So Yeah. Uh, I guess the short, long answer or short answer is yes, I would take it. Um, and then the long answer is, I think it just is going to become common that we're going to have to start taking a lot of vaccines if diseases don't magically disappear somehow, which I don't think is going to happen. They just magically disappear. <laughs> <laughs> magically <laughs> disappear. Oh,
2: it was magic the whole time. Gandalf. <laughs> Get all the white
3: light, and vaporized it. Oh, yeah. you know what I
1: mean. It's science. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like. Uh, and I've been watching a lot of like sci-fi, like crazy, you know, movies like that. And it just <laughs> seems like, you know, if it's twenty twenty now, and we have something that you can shut down, you know, the entire planet. Imagine what something in twenty one twenty would be. This craziness. There's. There's another, there's a sci-fi movie right there. Boom. It's already being made. 2020. Oh, JJ Abrams is yeah. on it. It's already done.
0: <laughs> Outbreak 2. Yeah. yeah. Dustin Hoffman's still on it, though, but it's all CGI. What
4: about you, Robert? Um, I, I am, I don't, I'm, I don't have a comment on that one. There's a lot of, there's multiple sides on it, and I'm been talked to from both sides about a lot of things. And I think that I just need to probably do more personal research to stuff like that before I can comment on that. Yes or no. So that's where I stand. That's simple.
0: Steve. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I I get, I've always gotten all vaccinations and stuff. I mean, I, I remember, you know, years ago, it's like before you left the country you had to be up on your vaccinations just to get your passport and shit. You know what I mean? So i I go to the doctor every year. I got my flu shot every year. It's always been fine. My mom was a nurse for you know her whole career. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I take my car. Let me put it this way. I take my car to a mechanic and I go to a grocery store to get my food to get it from people that know how to do shit that I don't know how to do. So when it comes to medical stuff, like, do I want to be the first? Probably not, but Like, I'm going to trust in, in the, in the science and the people that have dedicated their lives and, and done this shit and run it up the chain of people that I know that work in that industry. And like, yeah, I've already asked my doctor. I'm like, dude, if there's a wait list, like sign me up. Like I'm, I'm ready to go. And regardless of if that is the difference between getting back out there or just being safe from it or keeping myself, uh, I guess responsible for the safety of the people that I work with, you know, it's like, I, if I'm going to choose to, you know, have sex with people, I'm going to make sure that I'm clean and get STD tested and stuff, you know? So like, and if I have, I don't want to give somebody tetanus or rabies or any of that other shit, but <laughs> that's been around for a while. I get This one's new and stuff, but like, it's, it's still the same shit to me. Like, it's like, mm-hmm protect yourself. And if it's available, it's, it's gone through. It's not like they're just rolling this shit out. You know, the first batch, like they've been working on it for months, like globally, like the biggest companies in the world are working on this shit. And like, yeah, there's going to be adverse reactions with some people. Like some people are allergic to fucking strawberries and nuts. And now you can't have nuts on an airplane, you know, like they've moved to pretzels, but eventually those are going to be gone because people are gluten intolerant. You know, it's like, it's fine. Just be, I don't know, I'm, I'm down for it. And I think that as, as far as venues coming back, um, Brett brought up in the chat, like the ticket master thing of like, you know, showing proof of, of vaccination. Like to me, that's like showing proof of, you know, getting your malaria thing before you go to Southeast Asia or whatever it's, it's price of admission at that point. And that would make me feel a lot safer to know that I'm in a building with, People that have been tested, I get tested, you know, every other week. So that's where I stand on it.
2: I'm all I'm I think all there's for like it. two pretty, you know, whatever, different arguments about it and what's necessary yeah. or not. But I think, uh, it, yeah, the way they're going to fuck or fuck or not fuck everyone, depending on how you feel about it is that it's just going to be, you're not going to be able to do stuff if you don't have yeah. it. It's, yeah, that's really course. what's going to be the uh, deciding factor. And I it's hope that it like, doesn't do a come down for
0: being completely mandated, you know, but it's like, it's, it's the cost of admission at some point. It's yeah, like, you, need if, need you, need if you want you to drive a car, you got to pay for car insurance. Like, and you have to pay for gas and fuel. Like I don't own the fuel. I don't know where it comes from, but I go to Chevron and I get it. Cause that's what gets me to drive a car, you know, like.
2: Yeah, there's He's a good. lot of, uh, whether you think it's uh, useful or going to be bad or not or w- whatever, There's, yeah. there's, that's going to be the, the Do the I agree with the factors, politics basically. of the oil industry? I think, yeah, I, I feel like if I got one, it would be wasted on me because I'm whatever, a healthy 30-something, and then I've already had it, right? So like, yeah. everything about mm. it sounds like I'm the wrong person to get it at any stage, right? Uh, but again, if it's going to be the difference between me getting back out there and being able to play again, it's not really that big of a question right. in my yeah, mind. Right. And it's because of that. It's because of nothing else. It's selfishly just wanting to play. So right. that's really yeah. all I'm talking about. Because I don't think, yeah, if people say follow science, like that's not what everyone's doing. <laughs> people yeah. are following, you know. Uh, a lot of feelings because you have to. You can't have society without a lot of feelings, you know. So of course, you know, you sort of have to deal with that. And people go like, "Well, we wouldn't be really safe," and you can't be a hundred percent safe. And then people go like, "Well, I want to do whatever the fuck I want," and you also sort of can't do that too. <laughs> so yeah, we sort of land somewhere in the middle of that. Anyways, I hope it comes out as it comes out, which is basically like as fast as it possibly can, because it'll get all the people who are super into being extremely safe or all the high risk people sort of, you know, okay, can we start life back up again? Because this, this dealt with now, you know, mm-hmm. or enough people get it that to where it's dealt with that people feel good, you know? Um, but yeah, I see that really being when stuff starts to come back and i see it coming back for specific people first if that makes sense so like if you had to prove you got it to go out okay are all these people really going out because there's like another side of the coin that goes like well i know you got vaccinated but you still can't go out and i see that maybe happening too is you don't realize how fucking crazy people are after this point. So you go, okay, no, you're safe now. And they go, no, I'm not safe. I've been not safe for a year. And you're going to see like a huge pushback of those sort of people going like, okay, well, how do I know people got a vaccine? I can't, you know, it's going to be like a, uh, <laughs> you're going to have to have like a tattoo on your forehead that says you've got the vaccine or something. You know what I mean? Cause People will think of any excuse to be scared of this. Not that a lot of people shouldn't be. That's all I'm saying. I hope, I'm i yeah. coming across the right way, but um. no, I get
0: what you're saying, though, man. Like, and and with with this whole year,
2: like, I'm gonna keep the mask
0: shit going, dude. It's been nice. Like, I haven't really had to talk to people that I don't want to talk to, and <laughs> it's, it's been good, man. Like, I, I don't mind wearing it, especially with with our bandanas. I, I swapped from like. The mask that my step grandma makes to uh to the Robert John the Rack bandana. And just having that up and being inside, I'm like, oh, I can just grab this, go outside, you nope know, not be bothered. It's my like I wouldn't mind wearing one of those at a show. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it.
2: Yeah, but I would not be surprised if they go after someone has a vaccine. Oh, you still need to wear a mask because X, Y, and Z or something like that. Like, really not ever going back to a normal culture again, which I think there's going to be some pushback against that too. But who knows when we're even going to get to that place. Yep. I just know we're going to spend uh, 2021 making more music. I feel like we spent a lot of 2020 trying to – revamp how we do everything to be able to make more music and stay fit, if that makes sense, like, you know, not getting worse. I feel like the band has gotten better in 2020 and that's a miracle. (laughs) (laughs) And I think 2021, we have stopped, you know, letting anything about this hold us back and we're just going to keep making music and keep putting it out there for you guys to listen to. And keep making, you know, video stuff. So in lieu of live recordings, you guys have something to watch. You know, they'll be good. So cheers to 2020. Congratulations everyone for surviving. Congratulations, everybody. (laughs) We love you. Thank you for all the support this year. Thank you for, (laughs) you know, uh rolling with the punches with all of us. Thank you for buying and rebuying your concert tickets. Thank you for, you know, uh, just dealing with all this bullshit with us. Thank you. Yeah.
1: yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Scott, yeah. you can get our new record on vinyl. Scott and anybody who's listening can get our new record on vinyl from our store at Robert com. Got a bunch of fun other things on there. Got some new videos on our YouTube, got some new products in the store. Um, yeah, we're getting ready to have a big year, like Andrew said, no matter what. So stay subscribed to our Instagram, our Facebook, get on that email list. Um, yeah.
2: Get it a scarf doubles as a mask. Yeah. <laughs> Get, a Get a scarf. Get a scarf and a scarf and a bandana. Yeah. <laughs> and you're really cool. covered. Yeah. If it's really cold outside. Yeah. I, yeah. I got to say, I... I you love, love, oh, my God.
1: I love... Oh, dude, they're so comfy. They feel great. They're very comfortable. And they're very practical. They look cool. It's one of my favorite products that we do. And you look dashing in it, Warren. Yeah, I look very dashing. That's a very good... Uh,
2: He's very nice. Wow, oh, <laughs> at him, fancy, guy. Yeah, it's raining really pants, guy. Get a yeah. scarf. Did you guys see <laughs> yeah. the crazy lightning last night? Was there lightning in Orange County? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. my I was asleep. Asleep. I was asleep for like
4: sixteen hours last
2: night. Really? Oh my god! It was so it was weird. Cool. Like uh, it stormed so bad. It just like started at one a.m. Like and just dumped. Yeah. And uh. There's some crazy lightning. We should have talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, but uh, yeah, I stayed up just to watch the lightning. It was like lighting up my whole house. Wow. I love That's that. That's really, beautiful,
1: man. Not for me. Absolutely um, beautiful. Rainy, crazy nights and rainy mornings. We don't get rain in California very often. I- yeah. <laughs> We're like,
2: oh, rain. Oh, my God. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to water my yard with sprinklers, I don't have to go to the car wash. Great. <laughs> uh, what I will say about 2021 is it looks like we can at least see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that is a good fucking feeling compared to, oh, we don't know when this thing is going to be over and we're just going to keep moving the bar. <laughs> yeah, man. It looks yeah. like we have a light at the end of the tunnel, which is right. awesome. Yep. I feel like the fact
0: that we all got through this year is a, should be a really great confidence builder for whatever the fuck next year throws at us. It's like we got through... The last nine months of misinformation and crazy hecticness and hurdles and obstacles and jumping over moving mountains and constantly rerouting plans and shit. Like we're, I, I feel like we're good, man. Like everybody should give themselves a pat on the back, pat on the back, and you know raise raise a glass to themselves for uh, for their perseverance this year for sure, man. <laughs> yeah, Michael Caro. Thank you, Steve. Fuck 2020. But we made it, man.
2: We We made it. And then, you know, we'll be grateful when we get all these things back or in any way, shape, or form, you know. We're feeling a lot more grateful to just be able to play music. Hopefully that's what people have gotten from this year is that we were extremely spoiled, you know, in uh, what we could do. And uh, it is just going to be better for next year when we get to do these things we'll be a lot more appreciative. Going to shows, playing shows, just music in general. I feel like I have a new love for it because it took so much work to, like, live shows are not a lot of work to love. You get this instant feedback. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, learning to love my instrument again in the middle of this was such a challenge. And it mm-hmm. just makes me grateful. It makes me a lot more grateful for what's going on. So, here's the 2021 and it being a better year. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. And sing the light at the you for tunnel. Everything.
0: And we'll be back next Monday. Start of season three of the podcast. Season three next Monday. Yeah, man. There it is. In the meantime, Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you so much for your constant support. We love you. We miss you. And uh, we will see you in the new year. Be good to each other and get wrecked.